Friends, the world is experiencing a new wave of food shortages. Even Biden warned us to prepare. Let him help you. There's no better way to use your tax rebate than to get the long-term emergency food storage you've been wanting. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and stock up while you can. We recommend My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. Right now, you can save $150 off their three-month emergency food kit, which gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. You won't go hungry when you have this food on hand. Remember, the unthinkable could happen any day now, and you will need emergency food to get you through it. No question about it. So go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $150 off each three-month emergency food kit you need. Get one per person. Your shipment will arrive quickly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Airports putting in mask enforcement robots and permanent COVID facilities, but now saying, oh, you can take the mask off yesterday with this federal ruling. I want to get her take on what she thinks they're going to pull next and how they're coming after doctors and free speech. The Federation of State Medical Boards telling state boards to go after doctors for disinformation, which means questioning all the known lies that we were told that have been proven to be lies. You've certainly been vindicated, you and many other prominent people. But what do you make of where we are now? I see it as a global awakening, people pushing back. They panicked with Joe Rogan and others getting on board, Tucker Carlson. And so they kind of backed off till our political resistance dissipates. And then they'll be right back at their attack again. That is how they've operated in the past. What What do you think's happening right now? Well, I hope that's right. I hope that it was our, I hope it was the truckers standing up and us doing stuff. I, I really think that's that's my hope. But I have to say, you know, uh, Albert Biederman, the psychologist that has Biederman's chart of coercion, how you coerce prisoners, and he developed that. Uh, he wrote the book on brainwashing after the Korean War, uh, after being asked by the government to look at what happened to our, our prisoners of war. And essentially, you know, there's a sequence of events. I mean, first you isolate people, then you monopolize their perception, think, you know, being locked in your house and watching CNN all day, all day, <laughs> you know, people that might have watched it 30 minutes and then they became scared and then they, you know, and then you do other things. You have uh, nonsensical requirements, um, you know, stand six feet apart in a little government approved circle and wear a mask that nobody agrees, that nobody believes works, things like that. But then there's a point where one of the things in his chart of coercion is after you've really locked them down and you've taken away all their liberties, you give them a bit of freedom and they start to have hope and they start to feel better about things. And then you lock it down again. And that just demoralizes them terribly and makes them really bend to your will. And I I just hope that that's not what's going on, but I fear it. Yeah. Well, they admit that's exactly what's going on in the images out of China. Uh, yeah, we, the globalists follow China's model and they have been under months of lockdown, 400 million people. This is a real exercise in evil. Right. And I'm not even sure what the justification I mean, they're saying covid. Um, 
you know, I it, it's just hard to fathom. I do think it's pretty funny when you look at the COVID numbers, and we haven't I haven't been on for a while to talk about this, but don't you think it's funny that that the scientists are just all baffled? That was actually in a headline. Scientists and researchers baffled that Africa has such a low rate of COVID when they only have five percent vaccination in most countries. <laughs> you know, that's right. Uh, Africa had several thousand percentage points lower than the U.S. Tens of thousands lower than Israel because none of them trusted the government. None of them took the vaccine. Yeah, and the, now the, the scientists are baffled. I mean, it, you know, at some point, it should be obvious to them where the vaccine goes, death and destruction follow. And we ask, why and, are the Africans so smart? Well, they've been under IMF World Bank control where the countries don't get the money unless they take the shots. They've seen the effect of these global shot programs, and, and they run from the vehicles. They run from the U.N., that's right. And and they've been experimented on. I mean, you know, when we talk about things, you go back, this is all these emerging infectious diseases. And, you know, after we after we got rid of our um, bioweapons labs, theoretically, after the, the treaty was signed in 73. Yeah, now they're called bioweapon research uh, peace labs, how to counter the bioweapon. They make the bioweapon. Yeah, they have lots of they have lots of uh, acronyms for DTRA, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, uh, Cooperative Threat Reduction. You go on and on. It's always threat reduction. If you see something named threat reduction, uh, don't stand too close. It's probably a bioweapons lab or uh, you know some other similar facility. So, yeah, but in, you know in Africa, in South Africa. Um, the South African Defense Force was running bioweapons research in the 80s and 90s. And, and, and that's we what they were, were selling race-specific stuff to the Israelis. Right. And we and we were we were involved in that. Not officially, because officially we couldn't be involved in we signed the treaty, but but you know, do you think we just sat around and did nothing? Um it's interesting. We also converted a lot of like like Fort Dietrich became a cancer research facility. Um they they hide bioweapons research. People need to keep this in mind under cancer research and under veterinary research. The veterinary research right now is a big deal because um of this avian flu that they're claiming is going to, I mean, this is nowhere in the starvation phase of this, you know, of this war. I said, we're in a, we're in a four part war. The first part was uh, releasing a man-made bioweapon that was probably a contact pathogen, but we can debate that. But something came out that made people sick that we call the spike protein, spike protein syndrome. And, but that didn't really do much. I mean, it killed some people spectacularly and then it kind of calmed down. And then we go, yeah, right now, bird flu in Iowa. So we'll get to that. So the next phase of the war, phase two, was the, the fake tests and the psychological operation. And by the way, I saw you months ago saying on another show, so I've been trying to get you on, that you said bird flu's next. How did you know that? Well, that's what I'm talking about. So, so phase three was a vaccine, and then phase four is they're sitting back and waiting to see what the death counts are. And... I got a text from a friend of mine six months, eight months ago, uh, who said, watch Robert Cadlick. He's coming to Kansas. He's going to damage your, your food supply. Now, you know, again, veterinary medicine has been a big deal for hiding bioweapons. Well, sure, that's so like Plum Island with zoological stuff. Exactly. They always hide under zoological. Yeah. 
I mean, it goes back to the Japanese in Manchuria in World War II. That was all couched under veterinary research. But in Wisconsin, um, and it's a Japanese name that I'm blanking on now, but he was he was given a lot of money to research the pandemic of 1918 virus, which it's really a joke how they're even they're thinking they're logical thinking about this. We that that that's a deep hole. But but in any case, let's say he did get the vi- virus. Then they claim we that that. That was that was gain of function research. Uh, it was used to mix that somehow with avian virus to come up with a an avian flu that could be more deadly to humans. And even the bioweapons people at some point or these viral researchers got a conscience and started speaking out against this. So I think that's what's going on. But to be honest, I don't think there's avian flu breaking out. I don't think that's what it is. They're testing using the same PCR tests that are that are that we decided were we took off the sure, market. Sure, sure. The PCR test says a chicken or a turkey has it. They just kill the whole flock. Right, and they kill the flock, and then they come after every every flock in the area. So, you, you know, the other, it, it, and it's also not in isolation. Let's just think about. In addition to ta- taking out the chicken cr- chicken flocks. They are now saying UP Railroad won't haul fertilizer in time for the spring planting season. You know, what's the rule for that? Are we worried about fertilizer disease now? I mean, this is a starvation. This, I tell people, do not wait to start a garden. Do not wait to become self Oh, you're right. There's no doubt. Every button, every lever they can push or pull to shut down energy and fertilizer and food, that it is being turned off right now. Right. But the chickens are the things right now. And I tell people. There, there is, you know, that's why you have a sheriff. Don't let them come into your county and do this. Don't let them take out these birds on the theory. Have them prove to you that there's an actual disease that we're no, you're right. It's about. all it's, a giant power grab, a precedent to kill and destroy and shut down whatever they want. Right, right. Yeah, industry warns, you know, uh, show me some proof. It's it's just like Patrick King up in Alberta. Show me the virus exists before you find me. All right, Dr. Lee Merritt, stay right there, but it's clear. Bureaucracies, governments, and corporations are testing total control. This is all a beta test. The crops GMO, they want to make us GMO. It's a corporate takeover of the individual, of the human system. And Dr. Lee Merritt, medical doctor, is here with us, laying all this out. Also a Navy physician giving her kind of that inside view that before she was in private practice. So continuing, what do you expect to come next? And, 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 and what can we do to not let them reinstate these lockdowns? We know they're preparing. Well, I mean, I, I mentioned that what they're coming after next is they're coming after the doctors. And just like they came after, I mean, if we're going to be in a in a forced lockdown like Shanghai, we've got to have people to enforce it. And I will tell you one of the ways they're going to do that. When you get, I was just talking to a friend of mine that was a West Point graduate. What happens when you get rid of all the people in the army who are not going to take unlawful orders? And it's unlawful to force vaccinate, to mandate a vaccine. It's, it's, it's in the Code of Federal Regulations. You can't mandate an experimental vaccine on the troops, okay? So those officers and, and senior enlisted and people that are not willing to take unlawful orders are being pushed out of the military because they're refusing the vaccine or they're refusing to wear a mask, et cetera. Well, what are you left with? You're left with these, uh, you know, mindless—not mindless necessarily, but they're 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 uh, consciousless 
people that are willing to do illegal orders. And you've got the same thing in medicine now. No, They're but that's, I'm just interrupt. You're so right. This is a sifting process to find biological androids, to find drones that will do whatever they're told to serve the system. They'll be thrown away once they've been used. It doesn't matter. This is a testing process to see who will submit. And the last two years of tyranny was just the beta test. They're getting ready to go operational. Please continue. Well, yeah, and that's what my I was. It was mindless. My friend in, uh, who had been an army officer said that you're going to end up with the mindlessly obedient. Which I thought. I told him. I said, "Can I save that term because that applies to the physicians too? You know, the physicians that are speaking out um, are, are basically saying, you know, don't don't kill people with remdesivir. Don't run out and take a vaccine that's experimental that we don't know anything about. Um, we've got some other treatments. Consider hyperbaric oxygen. Consider these other things that work. Uh, ivermectin. We can prove to you this works. Here's the here's the literature. I mean, this is not outrageous claims that we're making, but they uh, but they but they're considering this misinformation and disinformation. And so once you delicense all of us. Um, then what you're going to end up with are the, the the doctors that follow state orders. And we've seen this before. I mean, you know, if you want Mengele, if you want the, the Nazi system of medicine, that's what you're going to end up with. Now, the way that they're doing it, and, I, and I'm sure this is true to a lot of industries, but the way they're doing it is important to understand for medicine because – we as physicians are not going to be the ones that save ourselves to the most part. We've got to have people. It's really taking away patient rights. When we're gone, all you're going to have are the order order followers. So it takes away your rights to uh, other other types of medicine. And again, they're now and, saying and Google, the federal government, you name it, will literally give the directives and you'll just follow that. There's no more human discretion. It, it, it's all just medical tyranny. And I've heard from doctors in hospitals, the reason they cannot go against the the uh, mandated protocols is it's artificial intelligence driven. It's AI. They don't have anybody to complain to. It's not like the chief of staff. They can't go and say, no, this is an AI that's given to them. This Which this is programmed by them time. for what they want, but they still blame it. Oh, we didn't do it. The AI did it. Right. I mean, at some point. People that are worried, there are some people speaking out now anonymously because they're afraid of losing their jobs. And it's all I can say to them. I, I just want to say, let me get this right. You're afraid of losing your job at Auschwitz. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where we are right now. But but how they did this, we we people think that the state medical boards is there for your safety, that somehow by licensing physicians, they weed out the bad guys. No, by licensing physicians, they weed out the narratives they don't like. And what they've done is the state medical boards now are taking their they're taking orders essentially from a new lobbying group that I don't remember it's 10 years 15 years old the federation of state medical boards and these guys make guidelines and courses for medical board executives it's a private lobbying organization but it represents the state's attorneys who work for medical boards so here's what they say this is what they say that we're doing that we should lose our license for get ready for this physicians who generate and spread vaccine misinformation or disinformation are risking disciplinary action by state medical boards, including the suspension or revocation of their medical license. They must share information that is factual, scientifically grounded, and consensus-driven. Now, consensus-driven, science doesn't proceed by consensus. That's the opposite of science. Oh, there's a consensus, the world's flat. You've got to say it's flat or you're going to be d d d kicked out of your job. Right. So, um, I years ago, you came up with the... Um, you years ago, you had the T-shirt that said, we're all Alex Jones now. And so uh, and you were exactly right. 
and I, I bought one of your T-shirts, and I Thank wore you. it because I said, it's coming to us next. And here it is. So maybe I'll have to have a T-shirt made for you that says we're all Dr. Lee Merritt now. Yes, ma'am. But it's, it's what it's basically they're criminalizing speech. Come on now. Uh, you know, uh, I do like what Elon Musk recently said, that if if you allow people you don't like to say things you don't agree with, then we've got free speech. You know, it's this is not being generated because we're harming patients. We're not the boards are not getting complaints about our patients. The boards are taking the orders of this higher up. And this is just what happened in Nazi Germany. This is what happened in Russia. Well, that's you know, right. Big we, Pharma wants full control of the medical profession to carry out its operations. And, and it's involved in that. And it just saw the medical system stand up and, and the average medical worker, doctor, scientist, nurse say no and so now they're trying to go through the boards to do this the answer is change those boards have the legislature stand up and and and, and have medical freedom yeah and and you asked about what do we do you know the bottom line is you can't give an inch anymore uh we never could but people were willing to kind of compromise some things thinking this would go away it's not going away guys we have to you know don't don't wear don't ever put a mask back on they're not healthy for you anyway. Uh, you know, for for whatever reason, don't take any vaccines from from these people. You know, I have people say to me, well, I'm not going to take the covid vaccine. What about shingles or something? I said, really, I'm not I don't want to buy toothpaste from these psychopaths. Do not take their vaccines. You know, we don't know what is in them. Yeah, I'm glad people are clapping. Yeah, they censored they us. They silenced us. They covered up the bad effects. You, you, I wouldn't buy a glass of ice water from them. You can't trust anything well, they do. Well, and the ice water is a good point because, you know, with all this stuff about watch the water, it's the one thing you could poison would be bottled water, you know. So there's maybe a, some truth of that. All this stuff that comes in canned, all of our canned foods, all of our foods that have labels that have, have uh, you know, they, they, they've been slowly poisoning us for years. Whether it was fluoride, it was bromine as a stabilization in wheat. We used to have iodine, which was a good thing, but after World War II. You know, suddenly we had uh, bromine. What was that all about? It's a toxic halide. So they've been putting bad things in our food. So anything that's processed by man is d dangerous. Thank you, Big Pharma, Big Ag together. This was said before even COVID was released. It's electromagnetic. It's the it's the 5G and all the radiation. Isn't that the main cause of the, all the sicknesses? I think that's what we got to be looking at. And so what I'm wondering is how much of this, not due to him, but maybe due, you know, it's interesting that he got a call from somebody that said, you know, what about venom uh, or anti-venom? And then they're desperate uh, to get us off the bio lab. They're desperate to get us off of electromagnetic stuff. Yeah, I would be like I say, really, if you want to be concerned about something, the thing you could poison, and I'm not saying that they're above this, is your bottled water. It turns out bottled water has less stringent um, testing requirements than your tap water. You are better off with filtered tap water than you are with even f the best quality top brands of, of bottled water. So uh, that's that's the bottom line here. You know, it, it could be done, but it'd be very hard to do anything in the water. So I, I think what we're what we really need to pay attention to is, you know, in a worldview, we always thought that we were worried and what the and, and I think we've been dis we've been led astray into this worldview. 
that we were worried about that there are terrorists out there and there are bioweaponeers out there. And someday enough of them will get together that there'll be an overlap and they'll talk and they'll coordinate their efforts and we'll have some cave somewhere making bioweapons. Kind of and like let's this. explain this. Governments are all obsessed with this because they're obsessed with power. This is really the keys to the future. That's why they keep doing this. Right. And so it turns out we're not dealing with terrorists, small numbers of people in, in a cave somewhere making a bioweapon. What we're dealing with, who knew, is kind of this rich globalist occultist pedophile network that has 80 to 90 percent of the corporate world wealth. And within that, they can fund these biolabs. Now, you know, and we as taxpayers, I'll tell you what I woke up to because I was at a Freedom Law School event and I and I and I started it by saying, you know, I just woke up to the realization that all my life I've paid taxes so that our government could pay for bioweaponeers to then develop a pathogen or a, a toxin to kill my children. You know, I'm kind of over that, to be honest. That's what happened. So if you go, the, the, the bioweapons, we've been dealing with bioweapons and studying this stuff since the First World War. But it really kicked off, I have to say. It seems to me there was a real big acceleration in the early 80s. And ever since then, this whole talk about Ukraine and how everybody's surprised, what we really should be asking is, why are these people that have been part of DARPA, BARDA, uh, you know, the, the bio biologic aspect of kind of like DARPA, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, all these different agencies, why – are they not coming? Why did they not come forward when this whole thing broke out in Wuhan and say, hey, by the way, did you know there were bioweapons labs surrounding the Russian uh, Federation all over the place from these old Soviet? It isn't just Ukraine. There's there was and, and we've known about it because in 1991, you can go back and you can look the Nunn-Luger Act, the Nunn-Luger Act designated four hundred million dollars a year for four years for us to go over our people, our staff, our specialists to go over and take over in the in the guise of, of cooperative threat reduction, CTR at that time, to go over and take over these bioweapons labs in Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, um, uh, uh, the Luger lab. Actually, they named one after Senator Luger. The Luger lab was in Tbilisi or is in Tbilisi, Georgia. Well, that's um, what frustrates me is these labs were all bragged about the Washington Post and Obama funding them in Georgia, in um, Ukraine, and they turn around and go, it's an insane conspiracy. They don't exist. It's all a lie. Well, and it goes back even far. I mean, yeah, they they, they can they don't want you to they can't admit it because this is really ugly. I mean, when I go but around, I mean, why do they? Now, well, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is they will admit in articles how great the labs are. Then when we point them out, I they know. say they don't exist. I know. I know. It's the disinformation counter intel. But they but but they know they exist. And, you know, other people in I remember in 2000, this is a DNA war. This is what I've been telling people. We are in this weird DNA war when they name they never name wars till after the fact. But I call it the great DNA war against humanity because what, I agree with you. Come back. You'll have the floor for 11 minutes. Dr. Lee Merritt, very powerful information. This is a DNA war. The globals are obsessed with DNA. It is a war for the future, a war for our genetics with a spike protein that cuts that in two. The great DNA war is here. What is the DNA war? What are the world's ruling elites engaged in? What is this biomedical tyranny? Dr. Lee Merritt. Well, uh, and some of this is my opinion. The first part is my opinion, then I'll tell you the facts. My opinion is that if you really look at the world, there are groups of people that have kept their bloodlines pure 
for millennia. You know, we thought it was cute when the when the royal houses, for example, uh, all made sure that they looked at Burke's peerage before they got married, right? What was that really all about? You know, it's kind of like the the Old Testament has the the who begat who begat who. They want to know exactly where you come and there what bloodline you're from. Well, now we have DNA testing and and back in I remember back in 2000 there was a push, the, the the Chinese complained that some guys from Harvard were over in China scavenging the Chinese DNA. Of course, we denied it, but they went out, the Chinese subsequently went out, and they bought over 50% of the world's fastest genetic sequencers. And they're under a project now to, to sequence a million animals, a million plants, and a million people. And then... The next thing I remember was in 2017, Putin, and I remembered when this happened because I just thought it was weird. Uh, Putin complained that there was some military or some Americans over there um, sampling DNA from pure Slavic people. They had to make sure it was pure Slavic people. And we actually didn't deny that one. It was our Air Force, okay? Now, our Air Force, it was a neurosurgeon that was actually buying specimens. He was he was able to extract CSF from people along with some synovial tissue. And that was, there was a, that we actually have, I have on my computer. So the they Air wanted Force a race-specific bioweapon. Yeah, very, very specific. They're looking at now the more recently the Chinese have gotten caught sampling the Uyghurs DNA. So, you know, everybody's into this game. Well, then you started seeing news articles come out that bioweapons could be designed to kill only people of particular race. OK, and in uh, at one point they said that they the the. The chiefs of countries, the presidents of countries around Europe and, and Asia were worried that the Americans had a way of preserving Obama but killing all their leaders, you know, by DNA targeting. Sure, we caught stuff. the communist Chinese through uh, the uh, YouTube uh, heads, sisters company, yeah. getting DNA, and that was later confirmed. They're really doing this. Right, they're really doing this. And remember when they were talking about conspiracy theorists, they called us conspiracy theorists when they would say to, you know, people would ask me if I thought the PCR was safe, and this this idea that, well, you're giving them your DNA when you get a PCR test, right? We were concerned about that. Well, what happened is, in England, there's a company called uh, Signpost, spelled with a C-I-G-N, Signpost, and they got caught selling three and a half million PCR tests with its DNA to out to outsourced companies. Okay. And by the so, way, you were on a year and a half ago and you said these PCR tests are getting your DNA. Just three months ago it came out they were saving the DNA all over the world, confirmed illegally doing it. Totally vindicated again, Dr. Merritt. And again, so much is happening, we just moved past that. It was like, okay, big so but remember, and I, you know, people remember one, two, three, and me, and uh, ancestry.com, oh, yeah. the new thing of sending in your blood and getting your DNA. In other words, they got us all. I didn't do it, but they got people to become part of this. They wanted to know what it looks to me like is for twenty years is a map all, for a race specific bio attack. They were making a map. They had to determine what's different about our DNA than than everybody else's DNA, and how can we exploit that? Well, it turned out to be the ACE2 pathway. And the ACE2 pathway is what this spike protein hooks into with an electromagnetic bond. It's a chemical bond. And not everybody hooks in the same. So it turns out if you're a white European accepting Finnish, um, you have, and I'm going to talk in a little different numbers than the electromagnetic bond, but it's this is the upregulation in one of the papers. It's called New Insights into Genetic Susceptibility of COVID-19 and ACE2 and TMPRSS Polymorphism Analysis. That's the paper. But there's several papers out about this. And they looked at 
what what happened in the binding capabilities. And if you're a white European accepting Finnish, Finnish are a different um, group, we'll see. They showed that they had a 56% upregulation of the ACE2 pathway. In other words, they bound the spike protein higher at the highest level. Okay, Then it drops down to African blacks and non-African blacks, which bind at a uh, 39%. And then it drops way down to Asians and Finnish. It turns out the Finnish are from the Korean Peninsula, who knew? But they have the same binding affinity that the other Asians do. Well, that's right. About- Even their language is Asian. They, they've now reverse engineered it. Exactly. So it, it's, it's northern whites and Africans and then, and then Asians below that. So it's a bioweapon, a race-specific weapon. And then you get to the bottom, which is zero. And it's this group called the K26R. Now, I probably am K26R because as it turns out, as I said, the royal houses are probably K26R. This is the group, the group that brought us this nightmare. I hate to say it. It's it's somewhat identifiable, but not completely because this is a group that was all over the place, intercalated into all other societies. But it's the royal houses. It's the big banking houses. It turns out the Amish, um, the Ashkenazi Jewish population. But again, it's not that everybody in these populations are, are evil. It's that the People that are doing this, though, are in these populations. They have this K26R genetics, and they've kept it good. You know, most of us don't. So tell us what that genetic manifestation is. Right. Well, and it's it's that they have zero binding of the spike protein relative to this 56% that we do. So, um, and, and the only reason I, and it's a mitochondrial DNA the uh, pass down. So from the mother's mitochondria. So the reason I think I'm probably K26R is I got shed on. And I didn't get very sick. My husband got really sick when I then shed on him and with this pathogen. But I am the daughter of the daughter of the daughter of the daughter or not the daughter of the daughter of the daughter of the Duke of Westphalia. So I probably got that royal mitochondrial DNA because it just happens that I'm in the female line all the way down. So that's how this works. And it, it's it's a little bit creepy, but I think that's what's going on. And this thing is targeted. And it may not make a huge difference in terms of people getting sick. I actually talked to Dr. Zelenko about this because he has a high uh, – because the Ashkenazis are – the Ashkenazim are part of this. And they – but he, and I asked him, did he see a difference? But the problem he has is his entire population when he was treating people during the outbreak were Ashkenazim. And I was in the opposite side of the world where none of my people were Ashkenazim. So we didn't have anything to compare it to, you know, but it may not be a big deal for getting sick because there are so many other factors, but it may be a big deal for sterility because we know that this spike protein in the vaccine is targeting the testicles, the ovaries, and your spleen. And I think, I think those are the big three. So, for and we know also that women are being shed on are having menstrual irregularities, miscarriages. Um, we're having a lot of stillbirths, uh, a lot of problems from the from this whole vaccination program. So, it may be that you're not spared the, getting sick at all, but you are spared having your children be sterilized by this. And we may not be. This this is the this is the it's it's a really biblical kind of issue here. I think it's it's really ugly. And and like I say. Um, you know, my neighbor, for example, down the street, she's Mormon with six kids, but but genetically she did one of those heredity things, and genetically she's she's a hundred percent Ashkenazi. She and her five kids that look like her did not get sick at all last year, 
kind of like me. And then then her husband and the one boy that looks like him did. Who knows? I mean, that's a, that's not a study. That's an anecdote. But I'm just saying there's something to this because they've gone incredibly out of their way to to search around in a very select, you know, when, when Putin complained about this in 2017, what he said was, he said, they, when they kind of said, oh, you're just overreacting, he said, this is being done quite professionally. They see, We seem to be a subject of interest to them. And it was being done quite professionally. So this was not for nothing. I also learned just recently from a brigadier general in the Air Force that, did you know the Air Force had, they're the number one service for genetic sequencers. And I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by anything now, but I guess I'm surprised that our 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 military has genetic sequencers like for military purposes, I guess. Absolutely. The whole future of the world, as Dick Cheney wrote 20 years ago and rebuilding America's defenses with PNAC is going to be race specific bioweapons. So they can create a bioweapon even down to the individual. So they're classing these weapons. They're preparing these weapons. Yeah. They want to knock out Western Europe. They want to knock out Africa. So it's the perfect weapon to depopulate Africa while knocking out Western Europe that wants to promote freedom. And then the globalists and the Chicoms take over. Dr. Lee Merritt, thank you so much for the time today. In 30 seconds, closing comment. Well, remember, the PNAC said to us that, uh, that that now that we have specific genotypes we can target, that it will transform biologic warfare from the realm of terror to a politically useful tool. These are our own people saying that. How do you release a bioweapon? It'll kill everybody, but not if it's race-specific. And there's been massive studying on it. Nick Cheney wrote back in 2000, in April of 2000, they wanted to develop these things and deploy them. And, and now we know COVID-19 and what it does targets Northern Europeans and Africans and exempts some other groups below it. What an incredible time to be alive. So why are the Chinese locking their cities down? To make sure they don't go to work to collapse our economy. This is a very sophisticated program and no doubt you're right, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt. The evidence shows this is a documented first use of race-specific bioweapon. What can you add to folks in closing on this incredibly important subject? Well, don't blame just the Chinese for the outbreak here, because when we look at this, there was in 2016, I believe it was, there was in there was actually a seminar big and there's a book written about a big seminar on gain of function research. And this talked about in there, you find the, the bio, bio biography of Dr. Michael Callahan. He's an infectious disease guy at Harvard. And I'm not trying to do, drop a dime on him, but the fact is, is that in 2002 or somewhere around there, he was sent over to spearhead these Soviet bio weapons labs that now were in the hands of us. Basically, when the Soviet Union fell in 91, then after that, all these socialist republics were starved for money. We went over and we fed money to these guys. We took over the bio weapons labs. We staffed them and we experimented on their population. We had we had the contracts. We have the contractual agreements to be held harmless if people got killed or died by being guinea pigs in our in our study and what it says is what what his um what his his role in here was to quote reconfigure former biologic weapons production facilities in the former soviet union to accelerate drug and vaccine production and he was put in charge of gain of function programs for viral agents at these facilities Additionally, one of the things that they were doing is they were looking at bat coronavirus. They were categorizing bats, uh, 10,000 species of bats. It was a um, USAID EcoHealth Alliance got together to do this. And um, one of the things that Callahan published with a Thai 
uh, co-author that I can't pronounce the name. He's the first author. Um, and Callahan's still on the board, I guess, on the staff at, at a major university in Thailand. Diversity of coronavirus in bats. Now, this was in 2015. Okay. So um, when we when we start looking at the players here, it's hard to tell without a program, but you've got all these players involved. Frank Plummer up in, in Winnipeg, Ralph Barrick in North Carolina, Dr. Shi and Dr. Shu and all these other guys from the Wuhan lab coming over and working in our in our lab in at Fort Detrick. Um, we've got labs all over Africa. We've got labs all I mean, again, my conclusion from this is that we normal people our whole lives have been working thinking we were free and we were working and paying taxes so that the psychopaths uber lords in charge of this world could fund these guys to poison us and to and it's what can it be for is there anything other than depopulation and transhumanism that you can come up with i can't i think that we have we have something they want there's we have something that only humans have. We have a direct connection with God. And I think that's through our DNA, which is why they want to alter it. 